You're listening to the newest podcast from Radii China. Here we're going to talk to guests of different backgrounds from various industries, each with their own story, in the hope of challenging some of our own perspectives by hearing things from another angle. I'm Wes Chen, and you're listening to China from All Angles. Everything I do now, I mean, certainly that part of the heritage that I, I lived, it's always embedded in my conscious and in my art practice. I wanted to jump into next phase of life because the world is so big. So I, I wanted to change a vision. I wanted to change a new way how to perceive things. You know, I left in you know twenty seven, and I think that's important that part of life. And now I, you know, I've been here for thirty some years. It's more than I was living in China. I feel like really fortunate, and I, I I do feel that I really make made the good decisions. And I'm not a political artist, but I also feel art is extremely political. Why? Because you try to bring the new perception to the people.、So、you want to give them new experience. The art is always reflecting your realities and 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 your environment and your past, your present. And I think is a it's very powerful tool to engaging the people. China from All Angles is brought to you by East West Bank, the premier financial bridge between the U.S. and China. East West Bank offers unparalleled services for individuals and companies who build connections between the two countries. East West Bank, bridging cultures, bridging opportunities, bridging dreams. For more info, visit eastwestbank.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. First of all, I just want to thank you for taking your time to do this. I understand you were born and raised in Shanghai, and born in 1961, if I'm correct. Correct. Yeah. That was a very different China from the type of China that we see today. Yes. So it was a China that I didn't get an opportunity to experience. So I just like for you to describe China at that time, and. Maybe talk about what your childhood was like in Shanghai. Was it the childhood of a typical Chinese youth of that era? I th- I think so. I mean I mean put in a larger context, and in that era, which usually、uh, family have child policy, which is normally three, and sometimes five kids in a family. So、um, that actually brought to multiply. If you meet your friends, then you know all their siblings. And so, in expanding that sense in terms of a community, it feel like huge because、uh, you always have a big group of people.、Uh, but I, I, I do sometimes think about it. This is kind of a really,、uh, really uh, uh, in a way that people much. I feel that in a way much down to earth because it's, it's it's in a very.、Uh, There is no materialities in a sense, and there is people more genuine,、uh, and so of course that I was too young to understand the 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 political you know politics and all this impact impact you know when I was uh, uh, five was yeah when I was five and and the Cultural Revolution was started you know and so but、um, as far as uh, the uh, Educations and everything—it seems pretty normal in Shanghai. 
Uh, and at least I have experienced, because you hear many stories in the countryside in many different areas, which is complete different pictures. Uh, in Shanghai, we tried to, in the way my parents tried to make the better life for the kid. So uh, the the way how structures the set, like getting groceries and uh, uh, the relationship all with the neighborhoods and everything was built in a very kind of homogenous kind of a society. I've, I've sensed it that way. So we, in the neighbors and, and our, you know, my sense of the geography and place in several different alleys and two blocks radius, I feel like all like my home. Mm. You know, you, it's your playground, uh, you're running the elderly, you're running, you kind of know almost every family in that radius. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and in contrast to, I mean, my parents passed away in a few years ago in a where the, the apartment, the high rise, they stay. I mean, literally in a building, nobody's smiling to each other. It's all very cautious, you know, and, and people coming from different provinces, they even really don't know what they were doing and nobody actually there to talk to each other. So it's, it's, it's very, feel very alienated in the way, uh, but a complete different time. And to give you one example, my parents in the house we live in was the old Jewish uh, house, which is in a section in Hong Kong district. So mm-hmm. it basically is nine different rooms in different sides, and that actually placing the nine families. Wow! <laughs> so and you know three floors, and and there there is different uh, the professions like people with doctors and and nurse, and then people working in factories. Uh, my 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 parents. My father works in a companies, uh, the medical supply company, and he is uh, he had a, incredible memories. Of course, that time was no computer. He knows all the data and numbers, uh, mm-hmm. and he's he's brilliant in the, in the mathematics. And so so he's doing all the management and all the for the companies, which is the uh, uh, medical supply for entire Shanghai uh, hospitals. And and so and. Um, and my mother is working in the garment factories for the like quality controls. But they all came to Shanghai from Ningbo and my mother from Hangzhou uh, in the teenage. And so, and then sort of, you know, start a life in Shanghai. So in the nine families, it's it's a pretty amazing. Uh, I, I remember, you know, summer, we all like grab our chairs to and sit on the sidewalk, you know, and, <laughs> so there's no air condition, you know, sidewalk, right. we, all the chatting during the day, uh, I mean, what's happening during the day, and then we all eating watermelons all together. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It's how uh, sort of part of now you see it's from centuries, centuries kind of lifestyle was still retained, still was carried. And, and on the other hand, anything little of new things, like different uh, uh, kind of, uh, like, like things from Guangzhou, Canton, mm-hmm. it considered very exotic. It feels like from... Even though it's not very yeah, far away. Yeah, it's not, you feel like from Southeast Asia. You know, you feel like tropical, but dialogue's very different, looks different. It's if you're in the, in the Dongbei, you know, in the entire northern China. And it, it feels like it's... In, geographically, it feels like so distant. It's completely like different like today. So its whole sense of time and space is very different. So I would say... 60s, it's very much in the structures what has been sort of uh, has been 
sort of flow and carry throughout the history. It's literally the same models. So 60s could have been very similar to the 20s. Even. Uh, 20s, even 18th century, 17th centuries. You know, it's wow. it's very much in that kind of models. And, and on the on the city urban landscape, it's the same. There's no development. It was always mm. the same. Um, and uh, it has this kind of mixtures and smells, and, and it's Shanghai is always kind of robust. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. lot of traffic and, and people. Yeah, I I I feel I have a great time my, my my childhood memories. And I mean, there is a fear when the during the Cultural Revolution from sixty six and, and, and to seventy six, and sometimes and I my father it's uh, he he is appointed as a, a, a like a journalist writes for the Wen uh, Bao. You know the mm-hmm. Shanghai main uh, official newspaper papers, the Guangming Nirbao, Fenghuibao. There's the two newspapers, and so he has to write self criticism. They were sending him to Chongmingdao, you know, Fengyi, uh, mm-hmm. like Songjiang. Those consider a day trip, like at least one day. Take a you know long distance bus, kind of go through the rice field, and it's like I we, I feel like uh, now it's like a few I have go to Jiangxi like this far, you know, in that distance. Um, so I usually go for a week in the, um, it's called education camp. Mm-hmm. And so every intellectual has to go through an education camp. So, and sort of, you know, has to be kind of washed and in a way. And so he's under pressure. I can tell later, you know, I, I remember he smoked crazy in, in a room and overnight <laughs> didn't go sleep, have to write you know, all the things. And um, my mother has to wrap, you know, a lot of old porcelain uh, Buddhist, all the statues and, you know, hiding somewhere just in case to cover. And so there is in their generation, there's certain, certain intention and fear. But mm-hmm. for me, uh, it was just too young to kind of know. I mean, we, I remember in the street, there's all the, uh, uh, prayed and 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 then also there's a lot of uh, uh, these red guards was putting all these uh, people on the big trucks and then you know putting the what do you call these the high uh, you know the Nazi did the same thing like all the hat the high hats right. like criminalizing the people right 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 and, right, right. And, and so that was constantly like every week you seeing on happening and they kind of just to show and intimidating the people. So that that was my memory. But as kids, we always like something happened, they just run out and you go see it. And, and so, but in, in terms of school, you know, I remember our class is still pretty running normally. And mm-hmm. I remember even my teacher really likes us. And then weekend, she has to be in, in a, a, a still has to be in a school work and then by herself. And then she would had a few kids her favorite kids and I go and I just be in a play in a, in a classroom or in a, her office. And so sort of like, you know, she was doing her work. And so, um, it, it was very organic and, you know, there's no campus and our, our, it's all in the alley, Shanghai alley. This is a, okay. like each department building. You go, you know, step goes like spiral step goes up in uh-huh. the room. There's one class here, one class there. And we 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 during the break we play in the alleys. It, it was just amazing. And you walk out of there is a uh, uh, you know herb shop and you know you know all different kind of shops. It's just like integrated, 
in mm. totally in, you know integrated into into that kind of net of uh, of livinghood in you know, people's life. It's very real. It, it was it was I I mean I I, I do kind of uh, not saying I miss that. I mean I I think I I, I think it's very unique. Uh, and right. I and I feel fortunate in my generations that actually didn't go through the wartime, and but go through enough of social transformations, political right. East West, you know, and and technologies, and I mean, you name like every those jump is just unprecedented, you know, right. <laughs> compared to <laughs> in the past, you know. Um, Centuries, yeah, and also compared to if you're born after the year two thousand. Oh yeah, you know it, it, it's very different, you know, and, yeah. and you know it's uh, we can talk about them all when I when I came here in the eighties and compare what you know uh, the uh, new generation came later. <laughs> Before we get to when you got to America, I want to ask you a little bit more about your experiences when you were still in China.、Mm-hmm. So in Shanghai, you were. A very young child, so there's probably a lot that you didn't understand at the time, like you mentioned. Yeah. But by the time you were a university student, you ended up going to the China Academy of Arts in Hangzhou, right? Which, like you mentioned, your mother is from there, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it is actually the most influential university for fine arts in China.、It、has like very long history, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, that time. Would be now like the 1980s, which is a very interesting era for China as well, when a lot of Western culture and art and philosophy started making its way into China.、Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering how did this affect you as an art student? And after you graduated, you became a teacher、mm-hmm. at the.、Mm-hmm. At the、yes. China Academy of Arts. I mean, how did this affect you both as a student and as a teacher? Oh, I, I, I it, it tremendously. I, I, I think is,、uh, uh, you know, I mean, everything I do now. I mean, certainly that part of the heritage that I, I lived. It's always embedded in my conscious and in my, you know, art practice,、uh, and maybe not directly, but、um, what you mentioned is that how I actually start. Uh, into the art, and so、uh, I mean, part of reason that is when I was teenage, early teenage, the education system was, and that was the seventies, early seventies.、Mm-hmm. It is starting deteriorating, and actually sixties when I was in elementary school, it doesn't feel that way. And so, in early seventy is is kind of a, is starting, but it was in a very short period. But、uh, the parents normally worry about their kids, like.、Uh, Uh, spending too much time on the street, and then、mm-hmm. you know, make the friends that is, you know, you have a wrong, wrong, wrong friends, and they connect to wrong people. So I was kind of interested because it's just、uh, my friends all interested into the little called Lian Kuan Hua, which is the almost like the, you know drawing of storybook, but it's all. By illustrations and in a story, like a comic book, yeah, like comic book, yeah, and versions, and so and some are done by very very well known artists,、uh, amazingly, like、uh, you know He Youzhe and、uh, Gu Bingxing. Those two figure is like one of the master, the top in the Shanghai,、uh, the、uh, those comic books uh, uh, painters uh, draw. I mean, drawing their drawing just incredible, and so.、Um, 
I was always copying that drawings, and and so and you know you get a comp, you know very good compliment. I mean, people were saying great, and you get really excited, and you know then I. After a while, I don't feel I kind of uh, wanted to do anymore, and then my father really uh, disciplined me. So I actually was doing that to please my fathers, and <laughs> so and you know he is somewhat like tiger, you know, tiger, you know, mm-hmm. tiger mom, and my mother is a lot more actually less sort of more more open and loose and in in a, in a family, but so. We do what he actually stretched me and my brothers like you know do one drawing a day. Uh, you cannot miss one. Then you get in trouble in a, in the night. So when he come back from the work, so so I mean I just became kind of a mechanic as a doing that doing that. And then then he goes away as I mentioned to the education, you know the the camp. And for mm-hmm. three weeks we not you know we have to write a calligraphy every day. Same. Mm-hmm. And practice, and sometimes you really get into it, actually. So even being forced, and then you sort of like build your interest in it, and then you you get more involved um, uh, in the neighborhood because the neighborhood is always on the alley, in front entrance, always a big blackboard, and right. there's all the propaganda and all the local what's going on. So you do once a week. So I've been sort of pulled into doing the uh, the uh, murals and you know illustrations you know with the charcoals and and then a lot of people were standing there watching and then my father came like very proud like telling them oh this is my <laughs> so you feel like oh I'm an artist you know but uh-huh. it's actually very good energies because it's just you need encouragement and I, I guess I started doing pretty good then uh, my my mother uh, had friends that uh, her husband is artist actually was real artist from Shanghai art school in the 50, 60. And so, and they end up, they introduce, you know, me to him and then, and he becomes my private teachers. Uh, so, and then two family became very good friends. And so that teacher, which is uh, his teachers, it's all like Shanghai group, very famous mm-hmm. in 40, 50, all these traditional classic Chinese painters. So that's how I actually got into the Chinese painting media. Because at a time, everybody in our age, which is going to watercolors or most watercolors, and because oil painting is a bit more expensive, right? But mm-hmm. then all into the oil paintings, a lot of Russian realism styles, and it wasn't accessible to the Western art. So pretty much we can get the second generation from the older teachers at the time was their youth. They were in Paris. They were in, you know, uh, UK, different places. So their work is kind of somewhat influenced by by the Western art. But mostly we had is Russian sort of uh, realism. So that's how it got me into. And then he is really uh, educators. He's really good educators. Uh, knowing different levels, introduced the media, taking me to the museum. So in my first exposure to what is Chinese painting media, like, you know, Xuan papers and brush, what kind of brush and for what kind of a sort of category of drawings and uh, what the real classic drawings and what is the meaning in it. And so it gradually, and, and uh, he actually had me starting practice in that programs. Uh, and sometimes he, he, he saved a lot of good pieces from his teacher so I can directly copy that work. Uh, mm-hmm. But to the point, and he felt that he needs to 
pushing me into the real art school, uh, preschools kind of education in art school. So he introduced me to the univers- uh, the Shanghai Meizuan, which is Shanghai Art Academy uh, mm-hmm. uh, teachers, which is was his classmate, right? And so, and those are the one. Uh, you probably heard of Chen Yufei, who already passed away. It's all these uh, very famous during the 70s. Uh, and they they paint oil painting, but in a very monumental historical scene. But it's a Russian realism style. Mm-hmm. And then some more bit of Western art influence later, but extremely well done technically. Uh, and uh, it's, it's monumental pieces. Um, and also... Uh, he introduced me to the, all these teacher who is much an older age, and then uh, so that that was talking about late seventies in cultural revolution, pretty much over. So everybody started embracing the new education, um, tried to catch up, to, you know, lost of time, and all those old master painters who already entering into their seventy years age, or you know, and and so they wanted to be active again. So they actually taken a lot of students. And so that was actually a great dynamic. You know, at the insane today, you ask people, like, can I have one of your painting? And at the time, like, sure, you know, they do. <laughs> now, like, you know, you think you're crazy. So it, it, it was, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very, uh, in a way, it's very uh, uh, genuine in a way. Uh, and, 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 and so um, I, I had, then he actually introduced me to the uh, Chen Jialing, which is professors in Shanghai. Academy, and so Chen Jiang would put me into the class, his class. So, so in the way that I'm already sort of on the path, being like prepper school, like to the art mm-hmm. school, right? So when when the national exam that I took two school tests, one the Shanghai Academy and the one that's at the time called Zhejiang Academy, which is today's China Academy. So I got into both, and of course, a China Academy is under the. Uh, 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 which is cultural administration, administrative department, not education department. And somewhat, it's a it, it's little more high level than the other one. So you have to go to that one. Of course, we want to go that one because that's where right. all the, uh, it's the best uh, sort of uh, temples for the Chinese uh, classic paintings to learning. So that was really, I got fully uh, into the art world. But uh I have to say that you know even before getting to school, it's I have already been sort of taught by my teachers and about historical importances of these artists, uh, and maybe not in much so much in the theory, but I have some <coughs> kind of hands-on experience, and so and, and that's what the China Academy also you know wanted to see what your level you're at and obviously going to that school is just incredible experience and a benefit because it's a lot of original work and all the teachers faculty is uh, it's really accomplished one and some are actually is you know for example if if you give the name like oh he he's a saison's saison's best students you know he's a monet's mm-hmm. students so at mm-hmm. the time they were 80 but they are very healthy so they do a mm-hmm. lot of dem- demos in our class and you go to their house and then they just casually, you know, give you a lesson, but talking about life and arts and it, it, it's, it's just, a, it's so rich in the school and the environment and, uh, you know, and 
we were first two years. Of course, it was very Chinese education system in the, in the, in the academy is very rigid, and uh, and program programs are very designed and strict too. You know, and you're not allowed to try something else, and you will carry on. First two years, what you have to do this, you have to read a poem, you have to practice calligraphy. It's all sort of uh, uh, the, the combination of this entire uh, disciplines that that you need to. Go through, and then third year you you can actually be a bit more experimental, and the fourth year is orbiting the center of for the graduation show, and so. But the one thing also was very good. I think is great. I mean, the main idea sounds kind of a very much sort of in the uh, government's uh, sort of set in the, in a, in a political meaning, like you have to learn from the people. So, meaning mm. you know, factory farmers. So, and because of man. that idea, actually, you have host year, and then you have to devote your one month time to go to the someplace, uh, mm. not in the school, and to do drawing, and to living there, and to experience the geographies and cultural and local customs. And that actually is very good because, and also your you became very resourceful, very independent. So basically, like a field trip, but that field trip not one day field trip. It's a one month field trip. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, first year you go to the nearby, like we go to Shaoxing, you know, from Hangzhou mm-hmm. or Ningbo in the countryside, and you learn all the canals and all this community how they live in the tradition and then you associate it with old operas and historical figures so it's 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 great way to perceive that the distance of the time and memories characters and uh, and then uh, of course you know all these are uh, great foundation for in a way to 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 uh, to your art uh, sort of understanding our practice. So, and, you know, second year, third year is further out. And then my last year was in Tibet. It, I choose to, to go oh. to Tibet. We went to Dunhuang, and afterwards I want to go to Tibet. So basically spending four months in the Tibet and Qinghai and Xizong, it was an incredible experience. So, um, yeah, I, that's why I, I didn't really miss any good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, and in a way, um, so kind of very fortunate. And then uh, we kind of go through all the uh, really kind of formal educations and, and, and classic paintings. And so the, our department have incredible collections from anywhere 13, oh, no, for 13, I'm sorry, the 15th centuries to the 19th centuries masterpieces. Um, right behind the glass case, you can just look directly, setting table in the front, study it, learn it. You know, and every important figures now they're passed away. They all came to our school, my class, do mm-hmm. demos, talk about the work, and see hands on their experience. And those are very profound in terms of learning Chinese tradition and the mm-hmm. idea behind that. You know, and then of course, at a time we were being very much, you know, in some senses, very technical. But as you evolve and you still learn how actually artists thinks. Why is important? What ideas mm-hmm. behind? How does it connect to the philosophies? How to connect to literatures? You know, all these things and became look at a whole, as a whole. And then you kind of understand where this is coming from. And so by the time, and you know, when I teach and uh, in a school, I was uh, asked to do the 
fine drawing type of called gongbi. But my interest, only interest is actually xie yi, which is a very much expressive. Uh, it's not a, not detailed fine kind of lines of type. Xie yi meaning write the meaning. So mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you do it. It's just almost like an abstract idea and 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 became abstract realities. But I I have to teach gongbi, so that's sort of my bread and butter in a way. But it's but also it's kind of a. a Interesting because you know I was young and then uh, always putting in to the more exper- experimental kind of categories. So because an older teacher would teach something very rigid, and I would take students to countryside or teaching the class in the certain courses. Um, you know, if you've been long enough, I was only taught for four years, and so if I've been now, my students now is the head of the department, right, <laughs> and design entire programs. Or but that's what I wasn't. I I. Maybe I jumped too far. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure your question's coming. You know, this is to the point that I moved to the West, <laughs> so uh, moved to right. here, right? Well, when we talk about that era of the '80s, mm-hmm. um, because I have friends who grew up in that era. That's closer to my age group, mm-hmm. and I wasn't here at the time, but. They grew up in that time, and yeah. I always get the feeling that that's when the influx of rock and roll music, oh, yeah. uh, Western pop culture, McDonald's, like these type of things started, you know, coming to China. Yeah, and it seems to me that it had almost no influence <laughs> on oh, no. Uh, our one is better. Our one is before all these commas came in. Right, right, our, right, our right, one, right. Because I think we're in an ivory tower. So and on, on a social level in Hangzhou, other than we go to see the movie, and rest we will go to coffee bar, uh, you know. And time to that time, there is some underground bars which we are really interested because we know all our friends. Other than bar, that we would be at a time is only few five star hotel, and you know they they have a drink and they have pizza. You know all these. You right. feel like you know in different lifestyle. We were sometimes hang out there, but mostly it's Hangzhou is very uh, sort of original, and I haven't yeah. really get get much of uh, big influences. I mean, the massive influences from all the um, the commercial, uh, you know, franchise, the place, and all these outlet and places. And our school has a amazing program which is uh, connected to the outside world. So the foreign students came from Germany, uh, you know, Iceland, and from France, from Japan, um, from Cyprus, from Greece, uh, everywhere, right? And of course, uh, the San Francisco Art Institute. Later, I went mm-hmm. with whole groups always coming here in Minnesota, um, and that's how we made friends. I've been I was teaching one Cyprus students in Chinese paintings, and you know he would introduce me all the you know. Uh, the uh, Turkish coffees and all things like mm-hmm. we never had before, and of course German friends. I'm still in the very close friends. His artist connected to these days, and he is very important. Uh, the at the time, actually uh, uh, witnessed whole whole and involved whole '80s movement, and until literally now, uh, and so I, we and up to these days we still keep, keep a very close contact, and so he's the one. And then some other artists who uh, brought the Western artists, uh, sort of the the information, updated all these informations every time came back. And so we have a lot of discussion and certainly 
I mean, I you know, we studying here the name, we see the work, even though it's on the book and 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 you know catalogs and printing. Right. Uh, but eighty, you know, it's already entire synergies around. Uh, you have a Western, uh, the the uh, 19th century's French, uh, you know, uh, landscape paintings and shows. You have the Rauschenberg shows came, you know, and uh, you have like all different flow information coming in. Plus, obviously, the all the philosophies. Uh, a lot of books translated in the 50s, and there was forbidden. Uh, and, and, and in the 60s and the 70s and then all restudying, re-editing, reprinted and all these scholars as I mentioned earlier so they were in the, into the like late 60s and 70s age now they became active again mm-hmm. right so we have enormous kind of resources that's what actually created an entire powerhouse for our generation wants to studying oh you know the world is much larger, and there's a way mm. to think totally differently. So that's when I started to break the rule. And so, um, you know, our department, you know, several of us, us we do study. And I, I actually was in the grad, after graduation, and if you became faculty, you have more freedoms because nobody cares what you're doing, you know. So, and so I was studying really break away from traditional kind of uh, uh, the the ideas and so uh, much more into the materials and also existential kind of uh, 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 questioning in terms of way of thinking about the figurative paintings because I was major in figurative paintings uh, and uh, uh, then obviously like artists, many artists uh, older generation here, it's all influenced by the the abstract expressionist you know, certainly, I, I, you know, we were there. Was also started seeing the work. To me, it's um, it's very important year uh, in terms of you internally. You started really have strong desire to break the norm and then uh, embrace the new things. And so that was eighty. I think is you see the fruit in nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because because there's also social climate. And everything starts builds up, and then it, you know that's really erupt in the nineties. It's most fruitful, and eighties they already show the very important period, but it's sort of building up. And so I, I think you know, and and I, I do actually uh, was in eighty eight. I'm beginning to really starting surface, and then I left, you know, came to California. What was your biggest motivation at the time it was this influence that you're getting makes you want to see more basically i mean it's it's you know it's it's hard to think to for one reason people always ask me like oh you you know i mean purely uh, political of course every, every everything is political i mean certain things you don't want it to be you have mind i don't want to be you know and I, I, you can see that in a school even like school in here uh, and um but it's, it's somewhat in a way of different too because of you can actually predict your life in the next 10 years, 20 years as you work, uh, you know, longer enough in the same places, what the model is going to be and how your your life should be, um, should be sort of, uh, how you should behave, how you should do things. Right, so it's kind of in very set mind mentality and, and the structures, 
Uh, and uh, so uh, people are very savvy about all dealing with whatever uptime and downtime, whatever the social climate is. Um, but for me, I, I wasn't interested because I, I wanted something. I, I feel that in the eight years in Hangzhou, it's sort of 8, 10 years, and I wanted to jump into the next phase of life because mm-hmm. the world is so big. So I, I wanted to change a vision. I wanted to change a new way how to perceive things, and I wanted to get into it. Uh, and so so that was the kind of a real motivation into it. And it wasn't because of I wanted running away. I right. basically wanted to uh, just to break down the meaning and and and. and you know, uh, really sort of redefine the structures and, and the way how I... So, you know, I left in, in 27, and I think that's important, that part of life. And now, I, you know, I've been here for 30-some years, is more than I was living in China. I feel like really fortunate, and I, I, I do feel that I really make made the good decisions in a way, so... Okay, so a few questions about going to America. First, do you recall your first impressions of America when you arrived. And this is in 1989, just to give the listeners a little bit of reference. Yeah. Was it similar or different from what you well, imagined it to no, be? No, struggling. Struggling in a way that, uh, well, I don't speak any English. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few words. Okay. And we studied Japanese when I was in school because mm-hmm. all the uh, publication, all the research material was at a time Japan did a very thorough research, all the library things in the Japanese. So, and no, I came here, um, I said struggling because you don't know anyone and everything's very different and you don't speak same language. Uh, and uh, so uh, priority to me is learn English because I want to be able to communicate. Right, mm-hmm. and so I was uh, in the Academy of Art College in the first year. Basically, is get a student's visa. I was in a graduate program, uh, but I wasn't interested uh, to do art because that wasn't sort of the program that I wanted. So I, and and they know that because is well, you don't speak much English. So then there is also English class you you take in the first semester. So that's what I did. And so um, it wasn't taking that. It was actually a nice break because I wanted to really get familiar with, you know, everything on a new new world in the way. Right. And uh, so, but in a, and I moved after first semester. I kind of had to feel like the tuition is very high, and I I moved to LA because I stayed with my uh, brother and sister in law because uh, they have a space, and I feel somewhat I can have more, save more monies. And so I was in LA. Um, so I was, uh, you can take a one semester off. And so I was working at a sandwich shops and, and so, and then they have a backyard and, and space and I doing small paintings and, uh, visiting the local galleries and on those. Um, but, um, but there is one, one thing that I, I know the artist in San Francisco while I was in the China Academy. So we kind of, uh, became, know each other and the friends. So before I moved to LA, I always was hang out with them because I figured I don't want to hang out with the Chinese for a reason because then we speak Chinese again, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to have people only speak English. So that forced me. I have a whole dictionary in my pocket. You know, every time I <laughs> try to fill the words, I will bring that out. And so, um, and uh, 
So they were introduced me, you know, to the people. They were introduced me to the gallery in in San Francisco, and and I, I think you know my work is already pretty mature in terms of paintings and all those. I can see the people reactions, and so uh, you know that part I missed, which is I also running into the, some people who interested uh, just in the street of running to somebody. And then became mm-hmm. knowing each other's, and then they see you artist, and they introduce their friends. Their friends is actually is an agent, art agent, or you know. And then I met those agent, and then they said they have already have a photographer actually quite well known local, and then they wanted to working with me too. So that's kind of a randomly started to happen. But then while you're struggling, which is you know the economically, so I kind of moved to LA for a little bit, and so, and then. Uh, I had a show they produced for me in in the, my first show in San Francisco. It's called Bruce Valick Gallery in the Somar area. I mean, he's no longer there, but he's really good kind of a gallery space in the warehouse space. And then, so that was my first uh, San Francisco show. I moved back to the LA, and for my first show in LA. At the same time. As I mentioned to you, I had uh, connections with the San Francisco Art Institute because they came to my school. I was faculty, and then dean of the school, and all these students came. They visiting each one of us our studio, and you know we had sort of through the translator we would go to the coffee place and the bars, and you know, and they already know kind of know me. And so at the time I heard the San Francisco Art Institute had the first established international fellowship. So I immediately went because I don't want to stay in in the academy because I that's our institute I wanted to go. So I went and then they, you know, I they see the portfolios and everything. So that they made a recommendation and then I was the first one got uh, admitted into the fellowship. So that is starting sort of bring me into back into the sort of art world uh, in San Francisco. So I'm kind of a feel like anchor. Now and that he there, I started meeting all my friends, and you know, after we postgraduates, we all worked together, uh, very active in California. And then I made a connection to China, so we were all traveling to China, find the sponsors, and do all these shows. And so, so that was sort of uh, starting that uh, uh, momentum. And I, I wasn't wanted to do paintings. I was interested in contemporary art. And it wasn't meaning is that a painting not has to do with it. It's just I want to give a pause. And because mm-hmm. I came to my, my intention, my art in China was break traditional formulas and try to create a new vocabularies. And so, and, and tap into the media and not only the literature meanings, but not, not in the more symbolic meanings, but a more direct as the media itself, how it actually can be uh, presented in a way. And so, but then came here, I kind of lost the counter, counterpart. Like, right. I wasn't go after the Chinese traditional paintings. So, but at the same time, I want to get into this whole mind and, and, and uh, the new way of thinking. So I was in the performance video uh, department in you know, it, it wasn't direct to hands-on the painting, but more on the conceptual level in terms of uh, working towards the object and, and uh, uh, you know, image making and all, all this practice. You said that you can see your life or the next 10, 20 years ahead of you at that time. 
And now you've been in California for the past 30 years, as you mentioned. Was it your plan to work, live, study in the U.S. for this long? It's unclear. Uh, and when I came, I don't really have a plan because I, you know, I mean, I, th- I, I learned, I think, life's that way. You, you never really know uh, what when it leads to. But what you know, know is you facilitate yourself and you've been always nurture yourself to be motivated. Right. So that would bring you into the certain level of enthusiasm and certain level of dedication. And so that will actually tell you where you should head to. So I, I always feel this is something that I actually feel, if only anything that I really strongly connected to, as I mentioned to you, when at the Zhejiang Academy, every year we go to different place. We never make a plan. We mm-hmm. goes like it's like a hitchhike, you know. In that right, place, right. like oh, what's next? And then you run out of money. Then you try to resource for like do something in the local and then earn your ticket to go back, you know. And so you were there. You just sort of uh, learn how to to survive. Learn how to to squeeze your time. Learn how to get the best out of it. So it's 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 really. Um, uh, I feel art making is just like that too. You know, there's no sets of a rule. So you're always exploring and questioning. And at the same time, you know the things. It's always ephemeral. There's temporalities and then the things you're always adapting and, you know, um, you know, to to the to to sort of uh, working in the best, you know, best way. So um, so that that's sort of it's kind of the attitude or, you know, uh, the that that's that's what sort of carries on and i never think about it in terms of you know you keep doing it in in, in involving the work and then um that all of a sudden there's some certain project and then leads you into the next open to the next area so kind of a very interesting up and now uh happen the same way so yeah so as someone also who has spent half of my life in in the U.S. and half of my life in China, mm-hmm. I sometimes feel uncertainty when it comes to my identity. Mm. Like, where is considered home? When people ask me, where are you from? It's often a difficult question for me to answer, especially, you know, it depends on who's asking me this question. Yeah. You know, it's it's much more difficult for me to answer, I feel like, than a lot of people who are native Chinese and live here all their life or someone who's not lived abroad for large parts of their life. Also, we're also different because I was born in America where I was minority Mm -hmm. and then coming back to the place where I'm no longer the minority, but you're doing the exact opposite. So I just want to know what are your thoughts or have you ever experienced these type of thoughts about identity and oh, oh, do you see oh, yourself yeah, as American or Chinese? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I consider myself American because the reason, because that's what America is about. Hmm. And so I, I, I think the, 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 you know, lots of my friends, it's all multiracial. And uh, I mean, there is the level of acceptance in terms of country as an immigration country. And so, um, I, you know, I see that dynamics and I see that, you know, I mean, there certainly uh, now we are in a really uh, critical time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and but uh, but but in its actually truth in, in its real what it, what it is boiled down to the uh, uh, 
America is about, and I, I think is that is uh, what I'm sort of really uh, is part of it and embracing part of it. But of course, I in some way also deep down feel like in a no, I'm a nomad. In the way is always feel suspended uh, because you not only I used to people always say east to west and I I feel that words is it's it's no longer fit it's it's very very shallow in a way it's it's not only east to west and I think you know when 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 I because um, I I do travel a lot you know I go mm-hmm. to Europe and I go to all different places I I feel like I'm actually influenced by it. A lot of things. Yeah, it's not black and white. Not black There's and white. all yeah, different it, shades of gray. It's in between, multiple right? poles. It's multiple right. poles. You know, you see the certain artists in the French, some like in the history in in in, in twenty, in, you know, in in the twenties, uh, turn of centuries. All the, a lot of them are the multiple pole of inferences, and you can't really identifying it. What category is? Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of. Uh, in a way, I'm embracing that because it's 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 the culture is so unique and everywhere and whatever you actually felt that it's connected to you and and I think uh, we always you know um, hybrid. I mean, we 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 products of hybrid of the cultural in a way. So um, it's identity issues, identities sort of. Uh, crisis in a way it's it's always there but i mean but then so so as you're you know in a life you're always questioning about, <laughs> you know right the meanings so it's this is a, this is something that is always always with you um but i know um you know i but the reason also part of the reason also i said is home i think I don't know if you have kids, you know, I mean, if, but I, I think I think once you have a kids, I mean you know, you feel really the family in here. You really feel grounded, and I mean, you certainly feel this is the home, and because um, it's just very profound in a way uh, that uh, uh, the family and and you know, it's in this entire fabric of the society. Home is where the family is, not where necessarily you're from yeah right? but yeah but it's also like many other immigrants i mean you have a different tiers when my parents still alive in shanghai i go shanghai mm-hmm. i feel i'm touching on the ground because right. even though i don't see them every day but i always always like oh when are you coming home for dinner when are you here mm-hmm. and so every time we go i always spending some time with them i feel shanghai i have i have a shelter right I, and when they gone all of a sudden I don't know where to go. I feel complete like visitor. It was very, uh, very profound. Um, it's like know, reverse culture shock. Reverse almost. culture shock in the seventy-seven. Uh, no, 90, uh, the two thousand seventeen. My, you know, my father was passed the year before and after my mother passed. And I, I remember I walk out of subway in Waitan and Bond. I usually in around five thirty and six uh, around dinner time. I would just catch cab and then straight to go to my parents, you know, and stay mm-hmm. there and having dinner. And then we all sort of, all of a sudden, like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I, it's very sad. I, I sat on the sidewalk for a long time because I, I don't want to go back to my hotel. And so, uh, but I also feel like, I feel like a no one to talk to all of a sudden. 
you know? all of a sudden it didn't feel like Shanghai was home anymore no, because no, yeah. the family exactly. element. Exactly. Okay. Even though I know not a lot of people there, I mean, I'm you know still connect, but it was just very profound. And so um, that also because the parents, you know, I have brother in Shanghai, I still very close to him. But when I was there, then always see every day. So that you know it it, it changed you. But back to here, um, I um, you know when you have kids, you're very involved in the community. Mm. And her schools and uh, uh, all, you know, surrounding. At least I, I kind of whenever I'm in town, I kind of enjoy it in a way. Uh, this sort of uh, other than you, you, you know, you work and and you show in other places, but the the where the place you live uh, is also so pivotal to your uh, thinking, your perception, your art. Mm-hmm. The live the place I live in California is different. You live in New York, right? So, right. And culturally, environmentally, and then in my community, same thing. And I sense it that way very strongly. You know, and you know, people suddenly know you. Okay, you are. And then the school wants to have our program, and they want you coming to do the involving, and then sort of. You you voluntary to do these things, but you really also feel senses is your home. It's 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 part of your realities, and it's that's that's I I, I feel like how that kind of enriched right. that, that experience. You know, it's it's like in in terms of people who doesn't born here, it wanted to be integrated, it want wanted to be sort of assimilated into the same way, and it wanted to be in deep deeply connect to the culture. So that's sort of unique and, and, and to me. So that's why I feel like one side of kids was like really in, in a profound kind of, a, uh, you know, change. So, Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that come to my mind uh, when we talk about this subject. Some people who, when they immigrant, immigrate to the U.S., they'll take on an English name is one of like the most fastest, easiest ways to right. immerse yourself or be more accepted. Yeah. And that's something that you chose not to. I mean, that is a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Like we said, for people with similar experiences to us, we have this constant uh, questioning or struggle, but in a way that's something that we should embrace. It's actually a good thing. Right, you know? right, exactly. But I think it's human nature yeah. for people to 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 be able to label themselves yeah. or to be I am this or I am that. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the problem when we talk about, you know, this critical time that we're in right now when we talk about these things that are going around in the world. Is there a way that art can be a bridge or have you seen oh, it? Tre- you tremendously, know? tremendously. I mean, I, you know... M- my experience, I mean, is was very short, and and like you said, as a, a Asian Americans or you know minorities, you kind of that's why I hate it in a way of mainstream, in a way that uh, who decided who for what, and they always being judged, and you always constantly have to prove yourself to be in 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 the, the same kind of a you know uh, same kind mm-hmm. of a circle, and so, but again, I you know. I don't hate it because, you know, you need to communicate, you have a tool, you can communicate with the people. And I'm not a political artist, 
but I also feel art is extremely political. Why? Because you try to bring the new perception to the people.、So、you want to give them new experience, something that they can take, and hopefully it will stay in their mind. I, I think that that is very unique, and so.、Um, The art is always reflecting your realities and 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 your environment and your past, your present, and I think is a it's a very powerful tool to engaging the people, and that's why I feel like you know my studio has never been sort of in a way isolated. The studio is the only sort of beginning of the place, but the, really the work is built in the in the actual. Uh, actual, actual place that has a has a real sense of、uh, social dynamics and 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 a human sort of connections in the point in the places. I mean, of course,、uh, you know, you pursue that. You can be in the nature's places, and you can be in the galleries and commercial venue. But you also can be the institutional, and you also can be the collective uh, engagement. Uh, You know, I, I think, for example, I, I mentioned to, I mean, I do a lot of work in different institutions,、uh, and so often you get offered or you get places, then you working in different conditions, right? Different places, and then you, 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 you are actually、um, thinking how this work should be and how、uh, the culturally and uh, the, uh, the sort of、uh, being the meaning for for the. For the people to engage and and create the dialogues and the energies, but、um, I the powerful tool is that I mentioned about you know the art classes and I don't teach and so、um, but、uh, I do involving some、uh, workshop、uh, so for the like high school students for example and、uh, near my neighbors school. And their art class is exceptional, and you know one of the best in California, in a few、mm-hmm. pockets, and you know they are in the Marine, and I mean you know, I, and so I told them like your teacher is professional, teach you form, colors, and drawings. I don't want to teach you none of these because this you you know, and you were still practicing that way, but I said you know the environment we share,、uh, the place I always go. Near the school, it was a beautiful environment, and because you know we have drought and we have our fire、mm-hmm. seasons in the last several years, and the one places near the school, which is the hidden gem,、uh, it's called the Phoenix Lake. It was so beautiful, and、uh, you know I go early morning or during the days, and all the scene changes, and that changed my mind a lot. My video work was done a lot of on the site in terms of ecologies. And and you know materialities and forms and、uh, so the the lake complete depleted. It's it like the entire、up. dried、yeah. up and just the lake、yeah. beds. You never seen that in a forty feet drop, and、mm-hmm. it was so sad. It was just like really really kind of dairy kind of a scene, and so I went to school. I said, let's go to the lake bed. Let's go visiting site. I mean, we all living in this radius, right? And you see the change, and they all know because they used to go running in the morning schools, like、mm-hmm. you know, and and, and PE classes and all these. And so I said, you know, that reality stays with you, and stay all among us. Now, how you can use that site as your launch pad, and to work in your school environment,、uh, how to presenting that 
and make your connection became the real, real sensible uh, environment. And through your approach, whatever the light and the forms, they were so excited. You know, I, I teach them what I did was with the painting media, but painting media is really treated as ecologies, how material uh, evolves and how material uh, sort of emerges in the new things. And so they were doing things on the windows, uh, uh, connected architecture and, 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 you know, incorporated with a scene from outside. And they do the imagery uh, that is shot on a site and bring back and then... It, it, it created amazing uh, the the actual environment in, that they can actually perceive, and you know I I feel this is very powerful because you know they they the creativity is complete sort of open up and then try the many different things and then the mind engaging of real reality everybody faces so and that's why I feel that you know it's a, it's a, art is. A, it's uh, it's 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 also in a way you know we call it responsibility and that you know that sh- that it should be in a way so so you are trained in the classical Chinese arts and you also have incorporated a lot of elements of technology in some of your installations mm-hmm. that I've I've noticed mm-hmm. there's one question that I had to ask you sure. what your thoughts are on because it's pretty much the biggest buzzword when it comes to art and technology in the last probably last year or so and that is NFT what are your thoughts on NFTs no I know nothing about it you know nothing I, about I'm it I'm not okay. interested <laughs> yeah I, I think that's somebody else's job you know I you know I, I have a team that is working on technologies that they mention the NFTs I said don't put my work on it so <laughs> so um, I, I I think this is just our market uh, sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, new inventions our market mm-hmm. is uh, I, I mm-hmm. think is on the organization level on the institutional level uh, and and many outreach in a different uh, channel tool. I, I think that's that's the how things operates now. You know, and and certainly uh, the technology is uh, reinventing uh, in a new way. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that is 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 bad. I'm just saying that um, is 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 sort of new. Uh, ecosystem that that is is you know evolving and so um but as artists i you know i don't really think this much mm. in like oh putting nft or people owns it and you know i i do sell work i mean do you have collectors and mm-hmm. so you know and um but i'm not working the piece for the selling sake, you know, I mean, right, right, right. but it's, it's, um, these days in, in, in our world, you know, they have many, you know, artists always try to focus on the work. And then certainly there is the whole, as I mentioned, the whole ecologies, meaning, you know, you, you're working on this project, you're fortunate enough to giving an opportunity to do that. They give the resources to do it. Um, and you don't have to worry anything else. And, but at the same time, you know, you're working with the galleries, and certainly gallery will also uh, the uh, pro- 
you know, promoting your work and putting art fairs and whatever the commercial venues they are connected with. And, you know, that's that's how 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 this today's things operates in a way, you know, but uh, I don't give much of deep thoughts on that. I, I think, okay. you know, you kind of focus on your work in a way. Right. Uh, and our fair, to tell the truth, is it's purely commercial uh, sort of uh, the fair it has great energies. But it's not meant to really showing the, uh, the the work on certain topics or certain right you know, right right. It's because yeah. it's just everything all putting together, you know, and in the in the sort of cubic one of the you know <laughs> platform mm. build a wall and you know, one two next to each other. So and uh, you know it's it's just different uh, different. Uh, Okay, just a few final questions that we actually ask every guest on this podcast. Um, how has your experience in the U.S. changed your perspective? You know, there's one say. Uh, I mean, when I was in China, uh, there is the socialism. It called art from the life, and I, I and that part of it, I agree. I think it's true. Art is from the life, you know, and your life experience. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been here almost over, th I mean, 32 years, 33 years, yeah. And so, uh, the, basically, I, I gone through the 90s, and, you know, and then 2000, and, and now it's like, you know, it's, that 30-year span, there's lots of going on. Uh, and certainly, I mean, it still is a conundrum to me, that, right. and how I process all these. But I'm living day by day in terms of, I working in the the my uh, social and and realities in terms of what's surrounding, and I think it changes my uh, my uh, you know uh, the the art work art practice a lot you know and so I'm from the painters and to video making and to the light space work and all of these are really deeply connected to the art history and, and, and social change and, and, and the meaning of the, uh, your art practice in the medias. Uh, and uh, so um, I'm, no, I'm not in a part of the, uh, the uh, contemporary Chinese art. Even people sometimes view me because I'm, you know, Chen Chongbing and Chinese name and work on the ink and on the paper, oh, immediately think that's in China. But actually, my approach is complete, is really based on what I'm thinking about uh, in, in this uh, contemporary cultures and what I can sort of uh, uh, do my part in terms of uh, uh, it changes the perceptions and changes the you know, rule in terms of uh, how do I create a whole synergies of, of this multimedia basis of work and how, how can get people involved. And so, it, you know, it's, it's a difficult questions, but I certainly, my uh, every intention and practice work is connected to the place and the culture that I'm, that I'm living in. So uh, I'm, I'm part of that, you know, so, yeah. In your opinion, what would you say is the biggest misconception of China? Um... On many different level, it's some are welling, some are unwelling. Uh, welling is the one that who been living in China, who understand the Chinese culture, who understand what things coming from and what's logical, and what is actually the principle that is the clear 
uh, cannot be, <laughs> you know, cannot be uh, actually uh, sort of uh, cross the line. Yeah, right. cross the line, or, or, or cannot be uh, maybe not right words polluted, or the, you know, the way that is sort of disseminated uh, because uh, you have a certain belief, but uh, unwilling. I think there is a lot of mis misconception perceptions that everything whatever you say is bad and very subjective mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so and I always think is culture is very unique you have to understand how things are formed where this mind came from and how the system works and so it's very complicated layers uh, and uh, I, I think is people easy to very easy to say in a black or white You know, mm -hmm. and certain things I would never, uh, I think we would never agree because I I know that you know there's certain truth behind it, but do we people would never be able to <laughs> unveil because we're never you know on the on the uh, the accessible level. It's all on mm -hmm. the either speculation or conclusion draw, right? So mm -hmm. and only people know that. I mean, sometimes you even don't need to bring it up, but you will know. So I, I think it's a lot of misconception, but a lot of also is really true and uh, things are saying. But I, I would say in a way, in a pessimistic and in a way kind of a more, more it's, it's in a way everything's more deteriorated right now. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> from every aspect of that, you know, but there's a lot of willing, a lot of change, you know. Uh, and in, in genuine sense, I also feel uh, very positive about it because uh, You you also feel like there's a lot of uh, great people, uh, you know, everywhere. So even though you yeah. have a lot of unpleasant unpleasant sort of experience uh, encountered, but in overall, I think there is a lot of great people wanting to do things, wanting to change. I mean, it sounds like a politician, but it is really true that uh, you know you, a lot of people I'm running in. This is all the ordinary, or people who are really supportive uh, in the in the you know like my world, you know, in our world. It's <coughs> amazingly uh, generous to the cause or to the institutions. Uh, you know, uh, this unconditional, and so that that's something really. Uh, You 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 feel that, and I I don't know enough, but I I do feel that you know China also needs that kind of a, a, that cultural more in a way because I I you know I mean I just see the people um, in a, a lot of people that I know here I mean they are very supportive to all the institution whether nearby or distance and for all the good cause in a way, and I. I feel China's kind of a behind on that in a way. So, yeah. Well, just want to thank you for your time. If people want to know more about you, they want to follow you. Where should they go find you? Is the website the best place? Website, or uh, I also sometimes post a lot of supposed to work or things like on the Instagram. Okay. So, what is your Instagram? It's just I think my name Chen Chongping. Okay, same with the website, right? Uh, yeah, same with the website. Yeah. All right, we'll make sure that we put all that information in the show notes of this episode. Sure. And want to thank you one more time. You're very welcome. For sharing with us. 谢谢中兵. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope uh, we see each other when I'm in Shanghai. Thank you once again to this episode's guest artist Zheng Chongbing. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of China from All Angles. If you did. 
Do us a favor and hit subscribe. Share with a friend or leave us a comment. And of course, if you want more content like this, head to RadiiChina.com. And of course, this podcast could not have been made possible without support from East West Bank, the premier financial bridge between the U.S. and China. East West Bank offers unparalleled financial services to individuals and companies who build connections between the two countries. East West Bank, bridging cultures, bridging opportunities, and bridging dreams. For more info, visit eastwestbank.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Radii. 